0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode three hundred and two. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Doughty.
1: Hi, Brad Doughty. My name is Brad Doughty, and I get I get Mike hugs next week. Hmm. <laughs> Mike hugs are always the best time of year. You will be traveling to Atlanta for the our wonderful Atlanta Pen Show event. Are Are you ready to roll?
0: Oh, I am. It's almost losing my mind of excitement and that is no joke yeah. like i cannot wait every other day in my journal in my looking forward to section i keep putting atlanta <laughs> in. and it's only going in every every other day because i don't allow myself to put the same thing in two days in a row because it feels like cheating right so every other day atlanta is going in my journal because i tell you i can't I cannot wait. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to traveling again. looking forward to seeing you again and all of our friends that are going to be there. I can't wait for the live show. I can't wait. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but you, as I saw from Instagram, <laughs> just little, as is normal. Had a little problem yesterday. Just like dying on the boxes. Like Casey nice right. mail time level. Just constant boxes everywhere everywhere and you did a Instagram live video where you showed off some of the stuff that you got and now I think we're going to talk about a few of these things in a bit more detail right?
1: Yeah just because it's some new to me products and some new products in general and I just wanted to talk about them a little bit more than what I did on Instagram but what happened was I started getting a few packages in and then it sometimes takes me a day or two to like I want to sit down and open the packages and go through them and you know see what's in them and, you know, use the things, test out the pens, look at the inks, whatever it is. So I started, they started to pile up a little bit and I knew I had some more coming in, in the mail. So I just took whatever packages I had, waited until yesterday morning, the last one arrived and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this this grand unboxing thing. And it was just something to goof off on Instagram live, right? That's all I really do this for. It's just a, it's just kind of a goof off, but I know people like to, uh, to see me open the mail, which is funny. You know, one of our, one of my, my good friend, John Santo, uh, <laughs> replied in one of my Instagrams like people watch you open mail and he's he's a drummer i said well people watch you play drums don't they so people you know. watch you hit
0: <laughs> sticks against things
1: <laughs> so yeah you know i just wanted to do i hadn't done an instagram live in a while and i thought that was a good opportunity so i had all kinds of stuff i had a new pen from bn works which they sent me uh to to check out i had a new pen from uh prometheus lights to check out i had a new huge loot crate from jet pens, which is a bunch of stuff that I had picked out. Um got um finally got the field notes in hand, not from my field notes subscription, which I forgot to renew, but from them. So I finally got to see them and you know, just all kinds of cool stuff. And there were a few pens that were really nice that I wanted to to point out, including Mike. Today's my new my new favorite pen, at least for today, the Pelican M eight oh five Ocean Swirl. <laughs> What a journey! So, <laughs> what a journey we have been on. This is an awesome pin. Like I knew from the jump, this was awesome. I was like, oh, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna spend money on other things. You know, I've got other things on the list. And I went to Arkansas, and they were still pretty widely available at the Arkansas pin show. So I got to take a look at one, pick it up, hold it, admire. The beauty of the pen, and just realized how perfect of a pen it is for me. And then I didn't get it. And then I had the opportunity to pick up one from Jet Pens. Full disclosure, they are a sponsor of the Pen Attic blog. My long running, awesome sponsor of the blog had an opportunity to get one from them, and I jumped at it. And I was a little bit nervous, but I'm more been thrilled with this pen so first off I don't know that there is a company whose nibs are better out of the box than Pelican we had a question a long time ago about you know it always comes up when people talk about Visconti and you know nib quality could be sketchy or the Lamy 2000 used to have like a nib problem out of the box and we had a question okay what nibs are the best out of the box and i think at the time i was saying pilot was really good and platinum was really good and you know i have a lot of experience with the japanese pens this pelican extra fine nib just sings and you know it's a touch wider than i would normally use for an extra fine or japanese fine but it feels so good like in the entirety of the pen you know the the way the size and shape and and look and feel of the pen is um It's such a great nib. I inked it up with Pelican Edelstein Aquamarine, which is an ink that's probably made for this pen, it seems like. I wasn't sure exactly which color I was going to ink it up with, but this was the perfect shade. And the 805, or the 800 series in Pelican is the sweet spot for their size. So everything from, you know, the, 200, 400. Those are the same size. The 600 a little bit bigger. The 800 a little bit bigger than the 1000 is the huge, gigantic pen, which I do not like. The 805, it just fits my hand perfectly. And this is someone who just a couple of weeks ago bought a 101, which is their smallest pen, which I love equally as much. But there's something about this 800 series, Mike, that just, it feels the best when I pick it up and use it. It it's everything I want in a fountain pen. I can see why people love Pelican so much. I can see the eight hundred five being like a new problem area for me, uh, especially in the limited or short run type series like the Ocean Swirl is not the standard, you know, uh, regular green stripe, blue stripe, red stripe with the gold trim. But when they do something cool and special, I might have to jump. And the kicker is the price. So this is not an inexpensive pen. But with their price drop around... This pen is now 500... Low 500s when I it used to be low 700s.
0: When I clicked the links and saw that this is pen is available for 500. Just because I know how much it's been spoken about. And it's right. a good... Pellic, right. like I was really surprised like... I've got it like you know, you got it on jet pens. I see it on pen chalet, like 520, and it's like mm-hmm. wow, okay, like that's not N- now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> danger right. territory because I love the look of this pen. I implore you to bring it to Atlanta to the pen chalet oh, yeah. because I need sure. to see it. But like, I mean, if you get a good one, you know, like if you get one that really speaks to you, it's like. It's, like, how I feel about, like, canalea kind of pens, right? And, like, right. I can look at it mm-hmm. and I'm, like, I can see you're going to be trouble for me. Right. If right. I get one that I really like the look of. Um, so, like, I don't think I've ever used an 805. So, like, the dimensions are just way bigger, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know they just they just gradually ramp up the barrel size and the nib size as each one increases in size, they get bigger. Yep. And once you get to the one thousand series, they're like holding a giant cigar in your yeah. hand. It's like problem- when you're
0: king of penny type levels, right?
1: yeah but the the problem with the 1000 is the nib is super springy so that's the trouble that i have as someone who writes small i can't write with a nib even an extra fine nib in that size because it is so springy it is so large and soft it's not a good writing experience for me even if the pen might be you know pretty pretty cool um the 805 is kind of the kind of the sweet spot it feels really really great um But yeah, the price is what kind of threw it over the top. And it's ridiculous to say that a $500 pin is a good deal, but these 800 series pins used to be in the 700s not too long ago. So, and I think they actually... I remember seeing on the Pelican's Perch that Pelican actually already might be like rethinking their pricing. Like a year ago, they had a price drop, and now they're already talking about a price increase because this is kind of crazy. Like this feels like a... the sounds i understand so don't email me i understand this sounds ridiculous but a, this sounds like a good deal for a $500 pen right i mean the I way this pen I looks and I feels and performs what you mean.
0: i don't think that's ridiculous cuz yeah. what okay so here's here's a thing here right Where, like people ask us all the time for like advice on like when they're getting into this tier of level like what how do i spend my money effectively like from the way that mm-hmm. you're explaining it it's like well this is something like if you're if you have $500 that you want to spend on a pen Like you would maybe be hard pressed to go wrong with this,
1: right? Yeah, I agree with that completely. So Uh, I'm excited to see
0: it. I am genuinely really really excited to see it because from the moment I first saw pictures, like, and I I mean I have been in the camp with this pen that like pictures on a web page and pictures on the uh, on Instagram and stuff like that. I've loved all of them. Right. Right. Like because I think both looks of this pen really speak to me. Like the kind of dark, mm-hmm. almost hidden look that it looks like mm-hmm. sometimes, or like when it's just like big and bright and bold and vibrant. Like both of those really mm-hmm. speak to me.
1: Yeah. So we talked about the differences in their promotional pictures and then what the reality of the pen looks like. And let me talk about how mine you don't know is necessarily what you're getting unless you pick one out at a show. You can't you can't tell. But mine's a perfect four quarters matchup design so it's like i have four unique slices around the pen so it's a really bright section a dark section a bright section and a dark section almost divided evenly between four quarters of the the barrel barrel cylinder so it looks perfect like as you spin it it goes from light dark light dark it's kind of like a perfect little setup for me so i think mine came out great i really like it so yeah i think there are some that you can get that are darker some that you can get are light, lighter but i like how this one is almost yeah. equal all the way around and as you spin it it's every other every other quadrant is perfect
0: it feels like maybe an in, an in person purchased this pen
1: mhm so mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's really really cool what else did you get your grubby mitts on
1: so, this one I was going to skip, and it's the Platinum 3776 Oshino, but it's hard to stay away from Platinum pens because they write so well. I love Platinum's fine stock nibs, just like we were talking about nibs right out the gate, are awesome. Mm-hmm. Platinum's one of those where it's everyone I get out of a box is perfect from the first inking on. So, I I've been looking, loving the pictures of the Yoshino because of the. it looks like a, a darker gray trim. It's really not. It's pretty much a platinum trim, if you will, on a platinum pen. So I wanted to try this one, not because I thought it was going to do anything special, but I wanted to give it a look at in person and use it because I love using platinum pens. But what I'm having trouble figuring out is what platinum's incentive for making this pen is because you've seen how many of this pen have you seen in the past three, four, five years? At least one a year you see like this exact pen. Um, you know, there's just slight differences in the demonstrator coloration of the hardware, I guess. But they make a clear demonstrator almost every year. And I'm having trouble figuring out what they want to do with this lineup so i don't know i'm i'm delimited because it's a top tier pin right i love it it's one of the best performers you can buy it's almost like it's the same limited edition pin they sell every year so as someone who's bought the whichever the the previous uh ones are uh the is one of them there was a different there was another one that was clear i think every year for the past year they've released a clear demonstrator that's awfully close and they call them something different and they have a limited edition number except these they've stopped putting them on one of the things i don't like that they're doing is if they're making a limited edition they're giving you a card with the limited edition number where they used to stamp it on the barrel or put it on you know one of the bits of hardware
0: stamped on yeah a card a card is nothing Right? Like, it doesn't actually Mm -hmm. delineate the limitedness. It's just like, how limited was this piece of paper?
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel the same, right? right? Like, if it's limited
0: edition, like, mark it on the pen. I think that's way better. Yeah.
1: So, each year, the clear demonstrator just has a little bit like, if you lined them all up, you could say, okay, that's three different pens. But if they're not sitting next to each other, you're going, well, how is this one different than the last one? This one actually kind of looks like a 1911, um, You know, it's close to like the hardware style of a Sailor 1911. So it's like, I'm not knocking the pen itself because it's a fantastic pen, but I'm just thinking about it it from Platinum's perspective. And like last year, I talked about how they were the, basically the brand of the year last year with the changes they made in their product lineup and adding their new inks. And I just thought they were doing the right thing. At some point, they're going to have to branch out and do something different in this lineup. So I'm just waiting to see that. Um, the Oshino not it. It doesn't mean it's not a amazing pen. I mean, you're, you're talking about an eight or nine out of 10, you know, quality pen here, but it's just not different enough for someone who's a constant, you know, user of platinum pens. And, you know, what's the, what's the buying decision to be made for, for something like this from a, from a consumer's perspective. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, but it, you know, dang, if it's just not an amazing pen. So it's really great so if you haven't bought a platinum you know these are kind of the the things you want to look at um this is a a wonderful wonderful pen so last one i've been waiting to get my hands on this one since i don't know when did carrie show this to me so carrie Yeager, Kenro industries fountain pen day so they you You need to like i I will not allow you to say the name
0: of this pen without you giving it like what it deserves because this is
1: Oh, All I've already killed to everyone.
0: this. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen.
1: So I've already killed this to carry in person. <laughs> um, so they, they... Kenro distributes Aurora, uh, Montegrappa, uh, Monteverde. They, they distribute a lot of pins. No, not Monteverde. Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. But so they... Montegrappa is the one that does the Mule pin. They did the Game of Thrones pin. They did the Blue Blazer pin recently, which is cool. They did some really good looking uh wood barrel pens which i think they're fantastic and i keep like i'm i'm tempted constantly by montegrappa but i never pull the trigger until i think this is going to be the one that i end up buying for my own so i have on loan the montegrappa montegrappa <laughs> pen which is the worst name <laughs> name because they could have well, come up with the
0: company's called monte grappa or one word but they've called yes. the pen the monte hyphen grappa why yes what is the reason because Do you
1: know? it's i guess it's the actual name of the mount uh mountain that they're named mm. after so i i i just looked at carrie and i said are you serious i think that was my first my first response was it's called the monte grappa I was like, I know, but what's the name of the pen? It's like this who's on first thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that skit, Mike. Abbott and Costello did a famous skit called Who's on First? And it's this whole, you know, wordplay type of thing. And he said, it's the Monte Grappa. i like, I know, but what's the pen called? <laughs> He's like, Monte Grappa. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and, and he just kind of, you know, he just kind of squinted his eyes and like grinned at me. And... You, know, so you pick good. up the pin, and sure as heck, you know, like on the barrel, it's got Monte, and then it's got the little mountain logo, and then Grappa on the other side. So, this is the Monte Grappa, Monte Grappa.
0: I'm on Mont, Mont Blanc's website right now, just uh-huh. to check if they ever did it.
1: <laughs> do uh-huh.
0: they ever Mont Blanc, Mont Blanc?
1: Surely. Uh-huh. Like, they do? They, I don't know. They have to. You I would mean, think. you'd expect so, right? Like, I it can't would make find sense, one right, right
0: now, like, but I bet they've done it at some point as well.
1: Yeah. So, the thing is, this pen is pretty great. So, they redid the nibs. I think, in historically speaking, and I don't want to totally talk out of my butt, which I'm prone to doing. Their nibs have been hit or miss in, in the past with their steel nibs. So, they reworked this nib with Jovo and came out with an absolutely killer nib like right out the box this is a steel fine nib it's wonderful so um it also fits other yovo number six nib units nib sections. so if you want to play around with the nib you could do that where in the past i'm not sure if you you could or not i'm not totally spun up on the history of montegrappa's nibs i will say this is probably the best nib that i've tried i've tried a few of them i haven't had all their pens recently because numbers none have of, of spoke to me like this one so comes in a lavender. A uh, navy, and I got the coral one, which is orangey. Looks like the Rouge Noir Mont Blanc, that yeah. reddish orange. Nice colors. Um, the lavender
0: and the orange, they're really nice colors. They're different.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I got the orange. It's, it's a great violet. color.
0: I, violet, coral, violet. blue, and black are
1: the colors. Yeah, so Tony's informing me in the chat room they switched over from Bach to Yovo, which I think just, it made a world of difference to me. I think is mm. a better nib anyway, yeah. and then what they did with this nib... It's just fantastic. So, hopefully, this is a, a step in the right direction for Monte Grappa as a brand. But, so this pen has a lot of weight to it. It's a piston filler. It's a steel nib. Ooh, piston It's filler. not cheap. Nice.
0: I wouldn't have expected yeah. that. But, I mean, it's yeah, like exactly. 400
1: bucks. but, you know, I don't right. know why I wouldn't have I think expected they're, it. But. I think they're less than that. I think they're like 350 Okay. 350 or less. But still, it's expensive for a steel nib pen. But that's the selling point. So, the nibs are new. And it has a piston filler. So I opened up this pen on Instagram Live yesterday, and I'd never inked it up. And I knew it was a piston filler, and I was spinning the piston, and it was not it was not rising out of the back of the barrel like you would normally see. Like when you spin the piston down, usually the end cap raises up, and you see, you know, like a little piston. This one has a ratchet mechanism in it, Mike. So you just spin it, and it ratchets the piston down. You can't see any of this. And then it finally hits a stopping point, and then you ratchet it back the other direction. So the actual, the actual uh, piston Ooh. mechanism does not move up and down on the end of the pin, if you will. That so is, I, that confused uh, me. That
0: is a really nice. That's nice. It's yeah. kind of classy in a way that, yeah. like, you don't have to see a little rod sticking out. Like it's kind of like a classiness right. to that that I quite like.
1: Right. So Mm. I would spin it for you. You can hear the ratchet, except I've inked this pen up now and I will shoot ink everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. I will not do that. (laughs) I will
0: say, so I really like like that. I really like kind of the colors and stuff. But this pen suffers from something that I can't put my finger on, that I have felt Mm -hmm. with basically every Montegrappa pen that I've ever seen. The Mm -hmm. design just doesn't do it for me and I don't know why.
1: They're all built around the same general shape, and I think like I just in, in don't this, like in this shape. level of pen. Yeah, so they're a rounded in the middle barrel, right? So they taper towards both ends of the pen. So, yeah, I I implore you to try this one when I bring it to the show. All I right. think this one might change your mind because I I, um, I
0: think you're right, right? Like I I like mm-hmm. the idea of that system. I think that's really smart. And if the nib's really good, then it might swing me. But it's just it's just little parts yeah. of it that. I don't like like I don't like the clip. I don't I can't really see from mm-hmm. pictures what's going on around the bottom of the cap, but it looks kinda strange. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 just they don't they've never really blown me away. They there's kind mm-hmm. of like a maybe like a generic feeling. Uh mm-hmm. I, I can't sure. work out what it is. Um but there there does seem to be some stuff in this one that I don't know, it sounds pretty yeah. cool.
1: So the shape's a little bit different. I've always been thrown off by the caps. Even though I'm not really a cap person, I don't post. But like in it's the part of it though, the the mule, the blue blazer, and the the wood pins, the heartwood pins, they all have the same cap design. And so the barrel, you know, has a tapered shape. So does the cap. The cap is rounded and then tapers toward the top. And I always thought they were a little bit large. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I I'm really happy with this pen. Cool. I'm going to end up uh, finding finding out. You know. How uh, to get one of these? I think so. I'm gonna play with it a little bit more. This is the first time, but every time I've picked it up at the last couple of shows, I've seen carry out. I've I've always enjoyed it, and I've I've wanted to try one out. And now that I have one in hand, I'm it's as it's as good as I thought it might be.
0: All right, I'm keen to try this one out because I uh, you know I've never really picked one up because I kind of look at them mm-hmm. and and they don't they don't speak to me and I can't work out exactly
1: what it is. Same here. We're on the same page, and this one's different.
0: I do say I don't like the Montegrappa stamped in the side of it
1: oh I love that that's do one you? of my favorite things right. oh, let me absolutely. see that in
0: person because I don't like it that's, from looking at the pictures it's
1: a very old school classic I that's uh, that's a highlight for me the cap band I could do with or without that's not my favorite part the stamping on the barrel love it
0: I'm looking forward to the signature Brad Dowdy Brad Dowdy edition of something
1: <laughs> we'll work on that <laughs> <laughs> coming
0: soon from Brad Dowdy it's Brad Dowdy <laughs>
1: no now great now i'm gonna hear about this for the rest of my life it's coming
0: the brad dowdy brad (laughs) Dowdy. should we talk about the squarespace squarespace
1: we should because they rule
0: all right today's show is brought to you by squarespace make your next move with squarespace because they have everything that you need to get your next project or idea online with the ability to take advantage of beautiful award-winning templates which can be designed and tweaked to your heart's content you'll be able to show off your great ideas With the option to get a unique domain name, you'll be able to give your website the name that it deserves and you can get that all through Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that will help you get your project online. And that extends to the functionality that they offer. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace has the tools for it. If you want to have a blog, if you want to have a portfolio, maybe you want to add in functionality to play music, maybe you want to sell stuff, Squarespace is the platform that can let you do all of that. There is absolutely nothing to install, patch, upgrade, or manage. they take care of all of that stuff for you they've got it covered so you can just get on with doing whatever it is that you want to put online you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict their plans start at just $12 a month when you decide to sign up use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show so as you will know i have Spoke to Squarespace, got our code changed. So if you're used to hearing me say ink, you don't want to use that anymore. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Well, you're oh, so fancy now. I wanted to get Look it changed. We, we've we used ink it. for so long and, and I, like basically we set those up like there were five shows and relay Fm began, and those shows there's only four of them around now have been keeping the codes that were kind of just like jokey references to stuff, but mm-hmm. all the other shows i've j ju- I just used the names now because it's the most memorable, so I decided sure. to get it changed so yay, I like it um I like
1: it to talk
0: space I saw <laughs> I saw this in the show notes today. I click the link and I was like hallelujah
1: <laughs> 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 so we're going to talk about the Atlanta Pin Show real quick. Uh-huh. Um and we're we're singing praises because they updated their website. You can thank Mark Backus for that, by the way. So tell him when you see him at the oh, show I will. next next weekend. So if you go to info, it is now a Squarespace site with all of the pen show information there that you need, including the schedule of events and um yeah, you can actually... Can you actually... Uh,
0: it's at atlantapenshow.info you, if you're interested.
1: Yep. Yep, so uh, yeah, it's very cool. So that was uh, good Good to see that they did that. But we wanted to do a quick rundown of events for mm-hmm. those attending the show where um, you can find us, what we're going to be up to. You know, if you want to do any of the, uh, the pen addict, not co stuff, we'll be around. But uh, it's a really fun show just to come hang out for the weekend or even for an afternoon if you're there so the show starts on on friday i think it's about 11 i sh- you know I, I i'm bragging about the schedule um i should probably look it up oh so nine o'clock wow so we gotta get up early we can't stay up too late uh on on thursday night mike but uh i'm sure i'll, we, I'll, uh,
0: be, I'll be good for bedtime whenever you'll, that's gonna you'll happen. be good
1: <laughs> yeah you'll be good but uh, Friday show is, is 9 for early admission, 12 for the public, 5 o'clock the show ends. And one of the cool things that Atlanta does, which only a couple other shows do, Chicago is one that I can think of, for all the vendors and weekend pass holders on Friday night, they do a cookout. So this is included, like if you're a weekend pass holder or a vendor at the show, You go and eat on uh, on Jimmy's Dime, so he does a really fun cookout. You know, burgers, dogs, chicken, different things. Mm -hmm. You know, they usually have it outside in the pool area if the weather is cooperating. Like it's really good.
0: It is is like for for this like type of food served to this amount of people, it is way Mm -hmm. better than I always expected to be, which I'm very pleased about.
1: Yeah, for the shows that do this this is far and away the most people I have ever seen go to a show cookout. Like you should plan on if you're there for the weekend and you have a weekend pass holder, this is like a mandatory event. Everyone goes to this Mm -hmm. and I implore you to go to this. And I pimp this out because I got in trouble the first year (laughs) when we took everyone out of the hotel (laughs) when we didn't know any better. Uh, So like four years ago now, I guess it was, and I got in super trouble because, um, you know there wasn't as many people they had overbought food for planning for the event but it turns out that this event is legitimately awesome and you should go to it and i make a point to go to it so it's very cool if you're a weekend pass holder and any of the weekend pass holders who were there last year can can definitely yep. um, talk about how great an event it was it's just packed so it's really really cool they do a great job and everyone's in, invited who's a vendor and a pass holder so that night atlanta's one of the the one downside of Atlanta is there's not a lot of great stuff outside of the hotel, like within walking distance for you to do besides Waffle House. So we spend a lot of time in the bar, uh bar area. And we actually have a side room that Jimmy gives us, like an overflow room where we can hang out, but we just kind of end up taking over the bar area. It's not the largest bar in the in the show, the show world tour that we go on, but it, it works for us. So Friday night afterwards at the bar, we'll be there hanging out so you know from eight o'clock on or whenever whenever the show goes, uh yeah I mean whenever the uh the cookout ends. So we'll roll right into the bar and just be hanging out there all night. In preparation for a busy Saturday. Saturday is usually really packed at the Atlanta Penn Show. It's very, very busy, which is great. We love it. So we'll have the knock booth. We're right in the same place. If you've been there uh in previous years or you're new, we're right in the first ballroom. You take a left and you run smack right into us. So you can't miss the knock table. This is the only show we get two tables at just because we end up having so many people just hanging out and chatting with us the whole time. And uh, we can bring some more things like paper and stuff that we normally can't bring to other shows because it's so heavy to travel with. We can just drive to this show. So It's a great table location. Come hang out with us at the knock table. Come say hi. Check out all the wares. I hope to have Seed A5 cases. That's been my main job for the past week is to figure out where the production is. I have a call when we get off this podcast today, Mike, to figure out what shipped in the last couple days. So crossing my fingers... If we don't have that, I'm going to be in trouble. Um, You know, I'll I'll get yelled at by a bunch of people. So, I'm I'm planning on having some for the show. So, stay tuned. Then Saturday night, Mike, that's the big event, right? Mm -hmm. So, I do this every year. What time do we do that? It's either 6 or 6.30. Show ends at 5 on Saturday. And then we try to roll right into it about 6 o'clock, maybe 6.30. Um, We'll tell people to start showing up for a six o'clock start, but it might be a little bit after that. By the time we get all set up, get everyone in place, get everyone seated. Um, We fit about a hundred, maybe a little bit more uh, people in there. Sometimes it's standing room only. Every time. All Kickstarter. Yeah. Every every time time. it's standing room only, but, but there's plenty of seats too. Yeah. But all of our Kickstarter backers, you need to come see me, Mike or Jeff at the knock table, get a ticket for the event because we will have seating and we want you to get in there first since you were a Kickstarter supporter and we'll also do giveaways. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the show, I already have one really awesome thing to give away, Mike. So we'll pick up another, a couple more things to give away and, at the show and it ended up rolling last year we had a bunch of bunch of giveaways you know once we start giving away things people start donating more stuff which is really cool and we'll also try and
0: make sure we have some stuff to give away to backers who can't be in atlanta as well
1: oh absolutely yeah we'll do that separate from this event that'll be taken care of separately Mm -hmm. um and we should we should be able to do that this year and so that's always fun and um that, I mean, that's really the highlight of the weekend for me is doing that live show. Oh, we'll yeah. have two oh, yeah. guests. We have we have two guests. We'll have... Last year, we had Jonathan Brooks and Vito Grippy. So, Jonathan from Carolina Pen Company. Vito from Story Supply. This year, we'll have Lisa Van s from Van S Pens and Carrie Yeager from Kenro Industries and Fountain Pen Day. So, two of my bestest friends in the pen world. So, it should be... It should be a riot. Last year, it ended up just... It went amazingly well, despite uh, Mike's worries. It went off the charts well, so I expect nothing less this year. So no pressure, Lisa and Carrie.
0: You, you, you yeah, you, you heard me. You, you always say this. I will just reiterate. <laughs> the only thing I was concerned about was technical stuff, but we got it. all sorted So I, I have no concerns this year because I, no. I know it's going to be fine. And, and you need to yep. stop uh, making fun of me.
1: Mm, never forget. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I could just not pick you up at the airport.
0: That would be. I mean, you'd be letting a lot of people down at that point.
1: Nah, uh, I would. I would. I'd be letting myself down <laughs> because I would. I wouldn't get a hug. So um,
0: this is kind of like you know this is uh, the, the the logistics. This is what we tend to do. But pen shows are about more than that. And this is my first pen mm-hmm. show of the year. Uh, may mm-hmm. actually be one of two. You know, I we'll it will only mm-hmm. be one of two. I'm going to go into two shows this year. Mm-hmm. So, I wondered if you had any specific purchases on your radar cuz I do for me. I have some things I've got my eye out
1: for. No, I've been out of hand way too much. Yeah, like, you're going to buy something. This year's but, gone yeah. off. <laughs> I'll buy something, but this year's gone off the rails quickly. Um I had a really really good end of 217 not spending money. And that's come back to bite me really quickly in 2018. I'll end up with something I have nothing on my radar. Um, The next purchase that I know I'm going to make is that Sailor Ocean pen in the summer. So I don't have anything like that I have to have. Like I got my Crusac pen that I wanted. You know, um, you know, I've gotten the Pelican 101 that I wanted. I just got these. These new, this new Pelican Ocean Swirl. So like we talked about those pins in the beginning, the Ocean Swirl is mine. Like that's the one I bought for me. The, the Platinum and the, the Monte Grappa um, will be, you know, other people's, you know, either I'm returning them, you know, they were on loan or, or giving them away, something like that. So I don't have any particular purchases. I, I know you have something up your sleeve though. Well, okay. So
0: I have some stuff that I want um, and hopefully, maybe I'll pick it up at this show. Maybe I won't. Like I haven't made my decisions yet. But everyone knows that I want my King of Pen, my Pro Gear P- King of Pen. Yeah, and that's something that I will be looking for. Right, like I'm going to be looking out mm-hmm. for it. And maybe that's the thing that I'll get. Uh, but I'll see. Right, like I'll see when I when the time comes. Um, but I'm looking for two inks. I know that much. I'm looking nice. for a gold ink of some kind for my fifth anniversary oh, bung right. box and a new orange ink, which for the tangerine, my 1911 tangerine. Yeah. So there are two things, okay. there that, that are two inks that I'm looking for and I will, I will be handling any king of pen that I come across and see if I find the one that calls out to me. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. But I'm sure I'll
0: buy a bunch of other stuff as well. I mean, like, I'm going to be buying a bunch of other stuff. Like, let's be real. But yeah. they're the things that
1: I have on my radar. I hope you have enough room in your luggage because I'm bringing at least four pens that I can think of to you. And there might be something else. Like, I can't even Oh, yeah, because you've been like...
0: just randomly buying me stuff this year, <laughs> yeah, which has been very hope...
1: interesting to see.
0: Yes, I'll bring I some extra that's cases. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, uh, I mean, I know a guy who can help me with pen cases if I need them, so.
1: True true you know you also know a guy that can help you with shipping so (laughs) yeah
0: no i'll have space i'll make sure i have space you got it you got it if you go into a pen show you got to keep space in the case come on
1: yeah yeah so let me rewind real quick to the the live show Mm -hmm. we after the show we usually do a pizza party afterwards so that's still on tap right after the show um we'll do pizza and bar i mean like This is the one. one, I guess other shows I do this at. This is one show I don't ever leave the hotel because there's just so much going on. You know, that's one of the features of this show is there's a lot going on after hours. So every night the bar is packed until we close it down. So that'll be Friday night and Saturday night we'll just be full time. You know, going either doing something or at the bar. Um, There'll be a lot of Waffle House pictures. There's a lot of Waffle House in our future, Mike. Um, I'm fine know, with it's, that. It's definitely one of the. Uh, <laughs> it's the most convenient, <laughs> most convenient food we can get to. Um, if we're not eating at the hotel, we eat at the hotel a bunch. Uh, luckily, hotel they have food.
0: breakfast. The Atlanta yeah. hotel breakfast is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, it's so good. They do good. a good job. So the cappi- cappuccino, the French toast, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing for those visiting. One of the closest places you can get is one of the best barbecue places in the South. It's called Heirloom Barbecue. I usually get that brought in for lunch one of the days. But if you're visiting and you can you can get out, it's about, I don't know, it's about two miles down the street. So it's it's about as close as anything is. Heirloom Barbecue. Put that on your radar if you've never been to Atlanta and want to eat some amazing barbecue. They Have are out that? of hand. Um, I don't know if we got it last year. We got it the year before. Right. So. Okay. It's uh, completely out of bounds it's it's one of the best one of the best places. Um, you know it's basically uh, in an old convenience store that's just kind of expanded into this amazing barbecue place so it's great. So yeah that's uh the Atlanta Pin Show is the most fun we have all year. It's the biggest event for me all year personally with knock and the pin addict and we have fun and I appreciate everyone who supports us doing this kickstarter project allowing us to fly mike over for the event yep. um that's a big deal it's a big ask for us every year every year is. for you know to ask you to help us put this on on that note the, the pins, P-I-N pins, got ordered this morning. So I'll send out a – or yesterday, I should say. So I'll send out an update um, as we get ready for the event next week. They won't be ready in time, obviously, but just know that the, the ball is rolling on everything right now. Mm-hmm. The cases are in line. The, the pins are on order. So everything's coming together. And we'll have the audio out, what, Saturday night, Sunday Sat- morning for sa- everyone? It'll be out Saturday night. It'll be out Saturday night. Mike usually gets right on it right after the show. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the video sometime in early May. That's, you know, it takes the guys three or four weeks, but that's actually a super fast turnaround. They they do a really, really quick turnaround. Hell, yep. it could be by the end of April, knowing how good they've done in the past mm-hmm. years. They have this down to a science, the Hackett brothers, the video, audio, the AV crew. Yep. For for the AV uh, squad. For the event. I like to think of them as the squad. AV squad. You know something I'm very yeah, excited about
0: it. this year is that a Starbucks what? is open across the road from the hotel.
1: Did you know this? Oh, good. I did. Now that you say that, I'm but very, I to put I'm that very in.
0: excited about this because one of the biggest yeah. problems at the Atlanta Pen Show is availability of, of half decent coffee. <laughs> right. So having the Starbucks so, yeah, across w- the street is gonna is is gonna be very good for, for my general temperament.
1: Yeah, Waffle House coffee is okay, but at its peak, it's half decent. Right. Like mm-hmm. at the best, it's half decent. So you can get something uh, better at Starbucks for sure. So yes, that's great. There will be. Many, many, many Starbucks runs yeah. um, during this show. So, yeah, I'm excited. I I, can't the wait. more I, I, I still can't believe it's it's next week. I'm not quite like mentally prepared for what next week's gonna bring for me. Just getting ready. So, I'm uh, I'm still, I'm, a, I'm a little bit nervous. You know, I'm a little bit anxious, but you know, that's all good. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Yep. I'm really, really excited.
0: But that's not all. What, should we do some uh, some Ask TPA to finish up today?
1: Yeah. So we have several questions. We have a bunch we didn't get to last week. And I got a couple of email questions. I want to get to two of them. These first two, Mike are kind of tied in together in a very interesting way. So let me just, let me just go right into it. This first one's from Twitless Dan and you met Twitless Dan maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago at the Atlanta Penn show. He hasn't been for a couple years, but he's an awesome dude. Hopefully he'll make it this year. I I haven't asked him, but uh, I told him I'll be talking about this question that he sent me. So, he says, I have a friend who's getting started in the stationery. I want to bu- put together a starter kit of a few things. Do you think it would be possible to put together a sampler set for about $25? I've introduced him to Story supplied Pocket Notebooks. Not being a pocket notebook guy, that and Doan are the only ones I can wholeheartedly suggest. I'm not really a field notes guy. I typically use Rodian and Tomoe for my pens, but those don't meet his needs. He is a truck driver. That's an important note. We'll come back to that later. I also don't use gel, ballpoint, or rollerball very often, and I don't always know what to suggest. I'd like to get him a sampler of ballpoint gel and rollerball pins and a few different tip sizes as a kit for about $25. I'm going to add in a uni power tank to the mix from my stash. What else should I add? And he said, separately, I'd also like to suggest a few notebooks larger than pocket notebooks that work well with all writing instruments. So this kit that I put together is definitely under $25. Heck, it might be 15 by the time you get down to it if you're not counting notebooks because the Uni Power Tank is a great choice. So especially for a truck driver, you want to have a ballpoint pen to write in different situations that you come across. You know, you might not always be writing on a perfectly smooth surface. Um, you know, it could just be it could be anything. And the power tank is a pressurized refill. So you want that in the kit for sure. If you didn't pick the power tank, I would have probably thrown in the power tank or a Tombow AirPress. The Fisher Space Pen kind of blows out the budget, but you can get better, or you can get equally as good pens for much cheaper than the Fisher Space Pen. But the Fisher Space Pen is always a great call. So from outside the power tank, I went with a lot of Uniball products because I think they make the best all-around pens. The Jetstream... I'd pick an 0.7 millimeter jet stream. That's the sweet spot. The 0.5 are too fine for most people. The 1.0 millimeter jet stream, I don't have as good of luck with as far as like quality writing. Then I, for a gel pen, I'd pick a Uniball Signo. If he needs retractable, which he's a truck driver, retractable might be better. I'd pick the 307. If he didn't need retractable, I'd pick the DX, the UM-151 that you can find. Um, also have a Pentel Inner Gel as an option. They're a wonderful writing gel ink pen that do really really well. I'd throw in a Sakura Pikma Micron just to see if he likes that type of tip. I find them to be amazing. They may not be from everyone for everyone. Um, they're certainly something a little bit different. But for two or three bucks, you can figure out and see if he likes it. The Pilot Precise V5 or V7 for the Rollerball ink, that's always a good choice. Those never go wrong with those. Same thing with the Uniball Vision Elite. So that's another Rollerball option that's very popular. So if you picked the Jetstream, a Signo of some sort, the Micron, and either the Pilot Precise or Vision Elite, you're getting out for probably less than 15 bucks. Like, you can pick between the Signo and the Innergel Pick one of those two, whatever you think might be best. Pick one of the two between the Pilot Precise or the Uniball Vision Elite. I like the Vision Elite because it has that... Um, it ha- It's. I like the barrel. I like that it has the Super Ink technology. Um, they say they're airplane safe. Also, they have this really interesting refill. They're not necessarily a pressurized refill, but... You know, not that, you know, he's flying into space in his truck unless he's driving for Elon Musk or something, but the Vision Elite offers a few things in the ink department that are better than the precise, but people swear by their precises. You're definitely getting out for under 15 bucks for a set of pens that will kind of give him a one of each, one of each type of thing. For notebooks, I look at write notepads. I think the story supply is a perfect pocket notebook. For him, I it's fantastic for all pen types. The write notepads, they make some larger formats that are really, really nice as well. And their pocket notebooks are a little bit larger than like the, the story supply, just a little bit different in dimension, not necessarily larger, but a little maybe just a little bit wider, a little bit taller. And then the Notco Spiral A5 is a good all-around notebook for just having a notepad, like a spiral-bound pad. That's good with fountain pens, pencils, rollerball, gel, anything you can throw at it. Um, I That's one of my favorites. Obviously, I make it, but it's good all-around paper for every type of writing instrument. So, that's my kit for this truck driver. But hold your horses, Mike. We have truck driver number two. Are you uh-huh. ready? <laughs> of course we do. Of course we do. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> well, so here's the thing about truck drivers. They have a lot of time to listen to Podcasts when they're driving. Yep. I learned this when I used to drive a lot. Um, you know, to I used to drive to Atlanta probably like three times a week, at least back in the day when we were manufacturing everything. And I listened to Sirius. So I'd listen to, you know, the satellite radio and on the MLB network it was constantly truck drivers coming in. I was like, what is going on? And then it clicked to me. It was like, Well, they're in the truck all the time, you dummy. They need something to listen to. So this, the, the Pen Attic Podcast is perfect for truck drivers, and they actually need pens to do stuff for their job. So that's what this question's about. So this one's from Jeff. He says, Hey Brad, I've been listening to and enjoying the podcast for a couple of years now, and I could use a little help. I'm a truck driver, and I'm trying to find a couple of pens and inks to match my company colors. I need to have a ballpoint or rollerball with a nice dark green ink that will work on my bill of lading book. It's in triplicate, so I need to exert some pressure to get the writing to make it through to the bottom page. So that's one pen. The other pen I'd like is a fountain pen with a nice dark green body and an ink to match it. Price for either isn't especially important. Maybe cap the fountain pen around $400 or so. I've included a picture of my truck. I love this guy. To help get an idea of the color I'm trying to achieve. Look forward to listening to the next episode as I cruise down the road. So I I have a picture of the truck, Mike. Okay. So, I'm going to share this with the chat room, and we'll have it in the show notes. So, if you have any recommendations for Jeff, but I have a couple. So, I think the first one's easy, and it's a gel ink pen that's retractable, in the best green gel ink, which y'all have heard me say it a million times before, it's the Serasa, Sarasa, Zebra Serasa Push Clip in Viridian Green this is the best green gel ink. It's on the darker side. It's not a bright green. It's not lime. It's not standard. It's, you know, we had this question before trying to find a match to Uniball's old evergreen ink that they used. This is the one. So I would, you know, is it a perfect match for the truck? I don't think, but that's a, it's a stunning truck, right? Isn't that a beautiful it's pretty truck? Pretty sweet, man. <laughs> the, the grill on the front of that thing, boy. <laughs> this is completely awesome. I'm really glad he sent this picture, and God, this thing is like a, it's like a double, uh, double trailer truck. Yeah. Man, he's carrying, he's carrying a load. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, this green, this truck is just completely awesome. So I think that's a, a really good. Uh, green ink so Mike in the chat room saying the uh, papermade ink joy gel green is really good i I've, I've had great experiences with the ink joy papermade ink joys so maybe take a look at those too so those are cool so I think the first part of the question is easy you know these type of pens are going to work well on your triplicate forms they're going to be able to push down hard and take a beating and it's got a cool clip and it's retractable so it's kind of what you need for that on the go type of writing I think it's good. The fountain pen, I thought was easy. I mean, I, I do think it's easy, but the pen itself is not easy to get because it was last year's limited edition, the Lamy Studio in racing green. I mean, I it's not a dead ringer for the truck, but man, if it isn't close. Like, it's hard to find... It, as cool as this truck is with the green and silver accents, the Lamy Studio with the green and silver yeah. accents, it's like a perfect match but it was last year's limited edition. They made enough of them where you can hunt one down. I'm almost certain you can find one, Jeff. I didn't find one in my first looking around. Um, You know, that was still currently for sale. But it's so recent, I think you could probably find one. And they're less than 100 bucks, I think. So, I mean, it's a pretty inexpensive pen. You don't have to spend a lot of money to get a really, really good match. I, I kind of... Love that as a match to the truck. I've seen Franklin Christoph do a ton of like this green translucent acrylic that looks a lot like your truck. I poked through the site. I didn't see any in I didn't go through every pen to see which color was available, but they do a wonderful deep green translucent acrylic in a lot of their pen models that might be worth checking them out. Then I also found the pilot capless firmo which is, if you're not familiar with this pen, it's kind of a cousin to the vanishing point where it doesn't have a click mechanism and has a twist mechanism. And it's in this really, really dark green that might match the truck pretty well. And that type of pen might work well for your job since it's a retractable fountain pen. You don't have to worry about the cap. So those were kind of my choices to match the truck, but... Man, to this my is eyes, the awesome.
0: Thermo's is the, the closest because, like, the truck is yeah. almost black, right? Like when you're looking at it, yeah. you know, cause it's that really, really dark green. Uh, I think that the thermo mm-hmm. works pretty well. Like just from the images, yep. they look pretty close. And also, I agree with you. Like, not having a cap with the fan is like so much easier that like, you don't have to worry about it. I think that's a good idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Those are my choices. This one was fun. <laughs> I, yeah, this that, is a good I, one. I want more of these like, challenges. Like,
0: <laughs> let us match pens to your trucks. Come on.
1: <laughs> it's like, I want to use that truck as my desktop wallpaper. It's so cool. I, I'm like really fascinated by this whole thing. So I hope we help you out, Jeff. I hope you uh stay safe driving down the road. And thanks for listening to the Pen Attic podcast while you're, yeah. while, uh, while you're, you're making your making your deliveries. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. All right, so let's get a few Ask TPA we had queued up from last week we couldn't get to. So, Amy wants to know: Are there pins from different brands that don't get as much ten- attention as the more popular pins that you think need a spotlight on? I always think this is a tough question because, yeah, I think there is a like a pin hierarchy, if you will, and there's always kind of new pins, um, you know, trying to, you know, get a piece of that larger pie, if you will. The one I've seen recently that's gotten it's not a huge brand by any means. It's a new brand that's called Opus. And we're going to actually talk about them on a future question here. But they have been getting really rave reviews. Susan reviewed one for the blog. I know Joe at the Gentleman Stationer has reviewed one. And they consistently get quality reviews. I'm trying to get another one uh, in for myself to review. So that's kind of you know an up-and-coming brand, if you will. I'm trying to. There's always like custom makers that you know you you can you can dabble into. Yeah. I still think Franklin Christoph doesn't get enough play in the big picture, like as it relates to like pilot, sailor, pelican, you know, all the big, the big. they like a
0: really weird like point where they're uh, like they're bigger than kind of that world of of like mm-hmm. we're making our own pens, kind of like small. One two person company type dealio's, mm-hmm. but they're not yet at the level of a you know Pelican or whatever. They're in, right. they're in so like this like... weird middle ground where they kind of at the top of one market but lower than the bottom of the other. Not on quality, I think, purely just on <sighs> recognition.
1: No. Well, that's why people love them. It's like them and Edison pens are right in this this weird market space. They yeah. they're a, they're huge for what they do, but they're not a they worldwide brand through. like a Lamy.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. This Opus yeah. pen is a weird looking thing.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. Mm. I like it though. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh that's always a good question. That's something we. We want to to talk about all the all the time and we do try to shine the light on these these companies. So Yeah, I
0: think I think our main thing is that we you know, just it's just our tendency that we get really attached to like the one two-person shops. You know, like sure. and, and we've I, mean, I think over time we've done a really good job of shifting focus from company to company um, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. as time's gone on. So
1: yep. So Donna has an awesome question that I hope I can give an awesome answer to so she says we sail so let's just i want a picture of the in. boat <laughs> let's go from there so you had me at we sail donna where's the boat so she, donna I said a, i want a picture of it <laughs> we sail and I keep a handwritten log book on board. I'd like to start using a fountain pen when I switch to using my new story supply company expedition notebook, which those are awesome. Vita's going to be at the Atlanta pen show. We'll get, I'll pick up one of those to do uh, a giveaway for uh, I'll, I'll pick up two. We'll do a live giveaway and we'll do that for the backers who couldn't make it. Cause it's a great product. So she's using that as their log. What long lasting ink would you recommend for a Marine environment? If there is such a thing. So the Marine environment, I'm not sure, but, any of the inks that have permanence features, like iron gall inks, um, or pigmented inks like Sailor Nano Black or Sailor Sailor Blue Black, that might be Sailor Nano Blue Black, I should say, that might be a really cool match for the notebook for the paper. It's going to have permanence. It's going to be waterproof and you know i think it would be very cool platinum if you want a different color platinum's classic inks are an iron gall based ink so those will have waterproofness and you know should handle you know the humidity well in in the in the ocean the uh kwz does some really unique colors of iron gall ink so anything iron gall ink or anything pigmented ink the first one like that i think would like the sailor nano blue black would be kind of cool like i think that would be like a good match to the expedition notebook and it performs well all these inks i've mentioned are not overly strong iron gall like diamine registrars i would never recommend that because you would have to Maintain your pen a lot more frequently, you know, as far as cleaning goes, than with some of the other inks I recommended. You still have to pay attention to your ink, you'll have to, I mean, to your pen, you'll have to, you know, clean it out on occasion. But these are all good performing inks. So look at those Sailor Pigmented Inks, the Nano series. I call them what's well, Kiwa Guro, and I can't remember the official name of the Blue Black, but those are great. So, Amit wants to know what's the best way to clean an eyedropper pen before changing ink color. The regular bulb syringe procedure. Yeah, that's pretty much what I use. If I see ink lingering around in a clear barrel for an eyedropper, I'll just soak it overnight. I have a, um, what's the, the the ultrasonic cleaner that seems to do okay, but nothing beats cleaning an eyedropper than soaking it. You can, you know, add a tiny, tiny, Microscopic bit of dish soap in there, maybe if you're having a real problem. But I usually have I can get, you know, 99% of the ink out just by soaking it overnight in water if just cleaning out with a bulb syringe doesn't work. But yeah, that's uh pretty straightforward to to clean those. So Albert had an interesting question. What's the significance of 88, hmm. the number 88 in fountain pens? There's an Aurora 88. Now a pin maker Opus eighty eight. That's what I was talking about. Stipula has a Prisma eighty eight. Um. So I have I have so, two theories on the eighty eight. Okay. One
0: is the year I was born. So like everybody just decided mm-hmm. to celebrate that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably it. That's I mean that's the winner probably. But what else? My other
0: more serious is except for some, you know, for I think for a lot of brands that maybe are bringing out eighty eights now, is that means thirty mm-hmm. years. Mm -hmm. right 88 Mm -hmm. to now is 30 that's my thinking Mm -hmm. right that there's a bunch of 88s now because it's signifying 30 years or something
1: right so i looked this up online to see if there was like a real answer and eight's a lucky number um for chinese people so double eight maybe just like double lucky but i don't suggest necessarily looking up 88 um why it's important because there's actually some negative connotations to that, which I didn't realize before looking up, but obviously not in these pin world. So I don't know what the, you know, maybe it's some type of anniversary. Maybe it's just good luck, but like, you know, why would, why does Aurora name it 88, you know, because, you know, they're an Italian company, not a Chinese company, but I guess they have a, maybe have a big, you know, Asian market where the number eight's popular. So I don't have the perfect answer for you, but I have noticed there being a lot of 88s and I don't know, it's a cool number. So it's uh, it's something we'll probably keep seeing so it's very cool so Scott asked one thing I've been wondering about is how to store extra nibs for one's pens that's a great question so they're small they get away from you I have trouble if I swap out a nib that I've had custom ground say like a Yovo nib where I have a separate nib unit and forgetting like okay which one is really the ground one and who did this work so You can use small, like, ink vials to put them individually in. So, like, the sample ink vials, if you want to keep them that way. And you can write a little note on that type of case if you wanted to use it. Then I throw them in just like a pen case. Like, we have a, just like a chimney top pen case is just like an open storage for those little types of cases. So, I do try to separate them as much as I can and write information on there because I do forget if I don't use them for a while but i i do just it's it's easy to find those little those little sample vials so it's it's that's kind of the thing that that i do so this last question mike we'll we'll pose to the listeners and i know we have some people we have some people in this chat room that could answer this question but we need a detailed answer i think and i'm neither one of us Can answer that but I think it's an important and fun question to ask so Jim wants to know what equipment is needed to start making fountain pens what's the initial investment I don't know and I hate saying that you know I hate saying I don't know but this is a case where I think the question merits an answer from some of the pen makers so we have Chewbacca in the chat room he just started making his own pens so Maybe he can chime in with, hey, what's involved in getting that started? We're obviously friends with some really, you know, big pin makers like, uh, you know, Jonathan Brooks. Well, he makes materials. He doesn't really make pens. So, you know, I don't know that he would know. Sean Newton would be able to tell us, you know, what does it take to get started in making pens? Maybe these people don't want to divulge their secrets. So who knows? (laughs) But I think it's a good question. Um, People are always interested in you know what it takes to start making their own pens, and I think it's a very cool thing. So maybe we'll get some response from that, and I will report back with my findings, Mike, just like we did with "Should We Keep or Destroy Our Notebooks When We Die." That one uh, lasted about a month. I wonder <laughs> so if we'll this uh, one
0: will go on as long. Who knows? <laughs>
1: we'll see. So that's out there. All you pen makers who listen, I know there's a few of you. Hit me up at Pen Addict. Uh, not at Pen Addict. At I'm on Twitter. You can hit me up, com. You can find my contact yeah, information. Send me over really all the info. I'm really interested
0: in this one, actually, because I, I'm keen. Like, what does it take to start it, aside mm. from buckets of makeup, as uh, Jonathan from
1: <laughs> Yeah, so Chewbacca's already got us started at the stationary wiki, stationary.wiki. He started to uh, to put some things together there so and he's going to shoot me an email so we will follow up on this not next week because that is our live show which we should remind people Mike our schedule is different next week
0: of course it is we're not going to be recording on Wednesday um, because it feels almost wasted considering we're together a few days later so the episode will be out on Saturday we're recording on Saturday and it'll be out Saturday night so we won't be around Wednesday you can just wait a couple more days uh, and then you'll get us live from the Atlanta Pen Show
1: and then we'll follow back that up with a Wednesday recording the following week. So we'll have two close episodes then.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because we'll do our kind of wrap up two days yep. after I get back home again. Yep. Yep. As is
1: normal. Good times.
0: Good times ahead, Mike. Most definitely. All right. So go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 302. That's where you get our show notes for this week's episode. Thanks to Squarespace for their support. Um, if you want to find Brad online, he's at penaddict.com. And he's pad addict on Instagram. Dowdy is on Twitter. I am I Mike. I M Y K E. Uh, we will be attempting to stream live next week. Um, just keep mm-hmm. your eye out for that. So we're we're kind of aiming around to kind of six p.m. Atlanta time, whatever that is mm-hmm. in other time zones. Uh, so yeah, just keep your eye out for that. We're going to be trying to stream live as we always do. Um, But the episode will be out shortly after we record anyway. So until next time, until Atlanta, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.